So if you have your Bibles, let's open them, and we're going to start. I'm just going to day, I'm going to list the nine areas. And I'm going to do it joyfully because the Lord has asked me a few months ago to express it in the journey that him and I had experienced. Now, I know I'm not supposed to preach myself. And so I pray that's not what I'm doing. But I pray that it becomes a biblical path. That what God has done in my life, he's also done in many of your lives. And then others of us are on many different positions along that journey. But we're going to talk about those nine areas, if we could, this morning. In the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 1. Oh, let me quickly first say this. Anything that we share here never will outshine the word of the Lord. If you would, Colton, bring it up. First is God speaks to us through Scripture. How many are thankful that God speaks to you through Scripture? If you're thankful for the word of God, let's just give the word of God an applause this morning. So as we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're in no way taken away from the Word of God. Because when you want your answers, the major place to always go is Scripture. If if Scripture doesn't bear out what God is telling you in your heart, you throw away what you feel like going on in your heart. Because Scripture will always bear out what God is trying to say. So the first area that we always look at is Scripture. Now in Luke chapter 4 verse 1, these are the words of the Lord. Jesus, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice those two areas. Being full of the Holy Spirit brings about being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a wonderful uh, revealing of Jesus to the world. Because at this point, the Holy Spirit began to lead him. Prior to the, prior to this, at the baptism of, of John, or baptism of Jesus with John, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. You find this now throughout Scripture, especially starting at the place the Gospels give way to the book of Acts. And throughout the rest of the New Testament, you find these two things appearing over and over again. Being full of the Holy Spirit allows you to be led by the Spirit of God. So it's just important. Now, we've been talking about hearing the voice of God. Well, when we're talking about being led by the Spirit of God, we're talking about more than just hearing words. What we're talking about is a journey. We're talking about a path. Because being led by God doesn't mean that I'm hearing at all points, every step, I'm hearing a word. Being led by God means I'm following God, and then at those necessary points that God would speak to me, that I'm able to hear His Word. Amen? Able to hear His voice. So I call this spiritual seasons. And this is what it is. They don't happen in just one year. But you're going to, as we begin through these nine points, you're going to find, yeah, I remember when that happened to me. I can remember when God dealt with me like that. I can remember what God showed me that. Because they're spiritual seasons of our growth. All right, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 34, it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Now, this is showing a comparison between a child of God and being a son of God. The word sons in this scripture is a, is a word that means maturity. What God is saying to me, that if, I'm, if I've come to a place in my life to where I'm being led by the Spirit of God, 
go back to that scripture, please, if you would. If I'm at a place in my life where I'm being led by the Spirit of God, that, that gives me the level that I walk on with the Lord. I'm a son. I'm a, this means a mature son. Compared to being a child of God, which John used many times in Scripture, and, and being, a, being more immature. So one of the main things God is trying to do in all of our life is develop maturity. It's to come to the place where we can really say we can be led by the Spirit of God. And with Jesus as my example, then for me to be led by the Spirit of God, I need to be full of the Spirit of God. Amen. All right, now in Psalms chapter 15, verse 11, it just explains this, what being led by the Spirit of God is. They say, you will show me the path. I mean, God has a pathway. Now, when we're talking about path, like I said earlier, we not just words or hearing words. Because, see, words give you a direction for today. But a path is a path for life. So as God is leading us down a long pathway, then it would be important for me to know where to stop, where to sit down, where to walk. So that's what we perceive as direction from the Lord. Or when we desperately need the voice of God speaking in our life. But I can trust the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I trust the Holy Spirit. Somebody that appreciates the Holy Spirit, just give the Lord a hand clap, would you? You appreciate the Holy Spirit. Because the Spirit of God is what is the one that brought us to Christ. And without the Spirit of God, we could never hear God. So the power of it is real. So the Lord had given me a path. All right, I'm going to talk about the first level of that path. You know, this is a beautiful path. When we're talking about spirit-filled believers. Did you know that there are 305 million spirit-filled believers in the world? Did you know that spirit-filled, charismatic believers make up 26.8% of all the Christians worldwide? What does that mean? That means when you meet a Christian in the world, one out of four, really more than one out of four, one out of four people that you would meet talking about Christians worldwide would be charismatic or filled with the Spirit. I tell you what, it's the largest group of believers in the whole world. The largest group of believers, and you that are Spirit-filled, or you that believe in the Spirit-filled, then that you tells me something. You make up one of the largest groups in all the world. It's not cool not to love the Holy Spirit. It's cool to love the Holy Spirit. And to want the Spirit of God more and more in our life. Alright, the first step that the Spirit of God does into us, He draws us to come to Jesus. That's the first word. Wow. That's when we all became introduced to the Holy Spirit. It was when we felt that convicting power of God. You remember it? Boy, I can remember it. And, and, and it brought big smiles in me the, the very moment. Although I was convicted of my sin, there was something about the Holy Spirit and the way he convicted me. It was not a sad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. People all the time talk about, I had to get out of sin. Honey, I didn't have to get out of sin. I got to get out of sin. The Lord opened the door and I was able to leave, leave the pathway. Now, in the book of St. John, chapter 16, uh, it, it tells us the work of the Holy Spirit and the way we're introduced. It said, when he, when he has come, he talking about the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So three things that the Holy Spirit is not only, the word convict means convince. He's convincing me of in my life. Number one, he had to convince me that I was living in sin. I don't know about you, that didn't take a big thing. Because I knew where I was living. 
But he, his job is to convict me, to draw me to God. The second thing he does, he convicts me of righteousness. He teaches me how to live. Not only does he tell me, that's, Jerry, that's bad for you, that's going to destroy your life, that's going to end in a bad way for you. He says, but this way will help you. And this way will bless your life. So the Holy Spirit starts off right away, even before we come to Christ. He begins to tell us the things that we need to get out of. And then he begins to convict us or convince us of the life of God that we need to follow. Amen. Then the third thing is judgment. What's what's talking about? It said, because the prince of this world is judged. He's there to convince me that the devil is defeated. Do you hear? The God wants to buy the Holy Spirit not only wants to convince you of sin, not only does he want to show where things we need to get out of, he wants to show me the things that I need to get into by convincing me of righteousness. And then he wants to convince me that the devil is defeated. Now, that's something that believers have a hard time with, but I love the Holy Spirit telling me over and over and over and over, the devil not going to win. Amen. Hallelujah. But the first thing that happened in my journey was he, I was drawn close to Jesus. I came to a place. And more, I can remember that just as well. I can remember what it was to, to be convicted. And, and I, I tell you what, somebody says, I just walked to the altar one time. Well, mine, mine, took, mine took going to prayer many times. I mean, the Holy Spirit was convicting me of my sin. And for, so I began to repent toward the Lord. I began to be sorry for certain things. But in the book of John, chapter 1, it says, But all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become a child of God. So the second thing that happened to me, not only did he draw me, number one, but the second thing, he brought me in. I received him. If you've received the Lord, give the Lord another hand clap. The Holy Spirit brought us to that place where we received him. I tell you what, and that was such a marvelous journey. That was such a, because I became, for the first time in my life, I was embraced by God. I don't know about you, but my, my heaven on earth days were those first few days after I was set to the Lord. Man, a lot of turmoil was going on because I knew the things I'd been convicted of, things I had to quit. I quit my job because I was illegal involved in do, working on my job. I had to leave my home because it was involved with that same illegal work. I found Lane and I found ourselves living in a roadside park. Literally, we for, for a brief period of time, we lived on the doorsteps of a church. It was the closest I could get. But I'm going to tell you, it wasn't a sad thing. It was a happy thing because the Lord has shown me the things I need to get away from, and now He was showing me how to live. And so it was an embrace. I want to just go through some of the pictures of embrace right there, if you would, Colton and Farmy, because that's what it was, right there. Man, Jesus hugged me good. How many can remember the time that you accepted the Lord and what a wonderful experience it was that Jesus just began to hug you and embrace you? Jesus embraced me. He embraced my fears. He embraced my, my weaknesses. Everything that I had not been able to come out of, Jesus loved me anyway. If you're thankful that Jesus loved you anyway, just give the Lord a praise offering. Man, the Lord loved me anyway in that whole process. Then I came to the third stage. And that third stage the Holy Spirit brought me into was a stage of growing. Man, it was a new world. 
I can remember. I, I can remember going to bookstores for the very first time. I couldn't believe. You, they even had gospel music. It was a real thing. And I can remember how the, the embracing of that new world. And I can remember how every night of the week, and I was at somebody's house or they was at my house, we were sitting in those little circles and we were saying, Kumbaya, and always saying, we love Jesus, and how much we love the Lord, and then talking about the things of God. Boy, that was such a honeymoon time for Elaine and I. Man, it was such a honeymoon. And it lasted for months. The word that, that it, the embrace that I have now God has started me growing. And I found a world that was so big. I tell you what, if you're bored in what you are in, you're in the wrong thing. Because I've never found a place to be boring or to really be discouraged as long as I was following the Holy Spirit. So in that process of it, it was growing, learning. Becoming. Go, go ahead, show me. Show me the picture. Stay, stay with me. And that's what I was, man. Man, I was like a pig and a, what do you call it? And, and a, uh, yeah. Anyway, he likes slop. So, so anyway, I was just like that. Man, I was, this world was a brand new world and I was growing. Wow, I can never remember anything like that happened in my life. It was so beautiful. Learning new music, learning scriptures. Being learning, I had new friends, learning. Well, but it's just so exciting being a believer. Now, I was, I was a, a pauper as far as what the world considered, but I didn't care. And Elaine didn't care. All we cared is that we was in love with Jesus, and Jesus was in love with us, so it's a period of growing. So I pray that you've had that honeymoon time. If you have never had that honeymoon time, you just possibly need to go back to altar again and say, Lord, help me to experience you even brand new in my life. So it was a wonderful, wonderful season in our life. And then it moved us then to four. I began to see in the word of God that the Lord had another experience. I tell you what, I was so full of Jesus. In fact, someone came up and talked to me during that period of time. I was in the honeymoon with the Lord. And then somebody came up and talked, and they said, Jerry, God has another wonderful experience for you, and that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know what I did? I looked at him right in the face. I said, I've got everything I need. I've got more than enough. I'm so happy. I'm so fulfilled. I'm so, first time in my life. I've, I've never been like this. And I sure wasn't wanting to mess it up, but getting on the wrong track. So, that, so I went away. But then... And as the months began to rock, rock along, then I began to read in the scripture and found that God had, did have something brand new for me. See, I had experienced God's world. I had experienced the wonderful ability of growing in God. I had experienced the embrace of Jesus. Man, I just repented a lot, and it's all it took. And Jesus hugged me again. And Jesus keep hugging me and loving on me and growing in the, in the Lord. But then God began to show me in Scripture that God had something else wonderful. Now, every experience God ever had for me, it was always a wonderful experience. Now, I tell you what, during the number of years I've served the Lord, it's been experience after experience. See, some people talk about God. I like to experience Him. And see, some people are satisfied just talking about experiences. I'm not. Man, I'm experiencing him. 
And I believe that's the way it's been ever since I came to the Lord. The ability to experience the presence and the power of God. And I want you to know something. The presence of God is, the presence of God is not something you're to just talk about. It's something to you, for you to experience. And the greatest joys of your whole life won't come about what you're talking about. They're going to come about by what you're experiencing. And so being able to experience God in wonderful, new, exciting, wonderful ways. Wow, it's been such a beautiful time for me. All right, in the Bible, the, the scriptures that began to deal with me in my heart. All right, Luke chapter 4, where it said Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, and he was led by the Spirit. Then automatically I began to think about him, that he was full of the Holy Spirit because at his baptism, the Holy Spirit had come down upon him, just as our little teaching shared this morning. Then John chapter 1, verse 33, And I myself, Jesus talking, and I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you shall see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So immediately I knew that Jesus had this experience for me. It wasn't some foreign entity. It was God himself had this experience for me. All right, John chapter 14, he said, And I will ask the Father, Jesus speaking, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Then John fourteen seventeen it says, The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him. And I want to tell you what, that's where it always will be. If you think you're going to have something that's going to be uh, good with the world, you will never, ever have the approval of the world. But what you can have, you can have the approval of God. I remember all those many years ago, that's where my journey started, that I had to make a decision. I didn't even want the approval of, of where I'd work, what I'd given my life to up, to up in that point in my life. I didn't ask the approval of family, but I wanted God's approval. If no one knew that I was doing God's, but God's will, but God that was okay with me. I didn't care about other people's approval. And I know you feel that very same thing because when we come to the Lord, God puts that in us, that, that desire to please Him and to be a God pleaser above anything else in the world. All right, in verse 17 it says, Because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you, but will be in you. This is such an expression he gave to his disciples. He said he lives with you. And that's what I was having at that point. Man, God was embracing me. I was living with the Holy Spirit. Man, the Holy Spirit. But then God began to deal with me on the same thing that Jesus said. The one you've been living with wants to be inside you. Now, it was the Holy Spirit that brought my born-again experience. Uh, It was the Holy Spirit that came in me and and that uh, turned my life around. It was the Holy Spirit. But what we're talking about is the amount of. That's why the Bible calls the the baptism of the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know what the different amounts is. I don't know if I went from this amount to this amount to this amount, this amount. But the Bible says there was an experience for me and for you to where literally we could become filled. With his Holy Spirit. Amen. In verse John chapter 15 verse 26. And when the advocate comes. Whom I will send from the father. The spirit of truth who goes from the father. He will testify about me. Now just stay with me. One, just a bit more. We're going to cover one or two more verses. Then we're going to talk some more about the other things that God has for us. Alright John chapter 
16, that this, these words are so powerful. It said, but when the spirit of truth comes, Jesus speaking here, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will lead you into all truth. That's what I needed. I needed somebody to lead me. I needed somebody to guide me. I needed somebody to help me. He will not speak his own words, but he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is to come. The spirit of truth will bring glory to me because he will take what I have to say and let it be to you. Now, that's so important because, see, I see all through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus told his disciples what road to go down. He told them where they would spend the night. And he told them what they would do with their life. I mean, every little aspect was not left up to man's wisdom. And all of a sudden, we as believers nowadays, we think that we finally become smart enough where we can do the will of God. No, the disciples, they had to be told everything to do. And that's what Jesus said. Now, when Jesus was taken away, then he was taken away. He could no longer tell them what to do. He couldn't tell them where to go in. He couldn't tell them where to stay. He could not tell them what road to travel on. I want you to know most of the problems that we've gotten to in our life since we've become a believer is because we were traveling roads that God never told us to travel on and because we've went ways that God. But that's where Jesus is explaining. He said, but, but I'm sending you another helper. He said, I'm sending somebody that will hear me still tell you, and it will tell you what I say. So what Jesus is saying, you can still have that. Listen, God's not asking you to operate life on your own ingenuity. <laughs> God is still saying, I want a direction in your life, a moment by moment, experience to experience direction in your life. And Jesus says, that's what the Holy Spirit will do. The Holy Spirit will come and give you a moment-by-moment direction in your life where you will never have to live on a might or a maybe, where that God will help you to know what you're supposed to do. Amen? So that was the work of the Holy Spirit. So it was wonderful. Well, at this point, man, I was introduced to something. The Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, what it does, it introduced me to the supernatural. Uh, Before, man, I found great joy living in the natural. Man, I had the joy of Jesus in my heart. I love my new set of friends I had. I love people loving God with me. Man, I love Bible study. Man, I was just craving everything that was about Jesus. But now, all of a sudden, God had given me, once I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, once I was what the Bible calls being filled with the Holy Spirit, which the Bible says, Jesus said, wait until you get it. Now, how important is it? Jesus said, wait till you get it. No, Lord, I want to go do something. Wait till you get it, is what he said. He kept telling, because Jesus placed that importance on the Holy Spirit to where he said, wait till you get it. Wait. Man, I, I was turned loose in a brand new world. Man, I was, I mean, I was uh, living in places, witnessing. If I couldn't find anybody else to talk to, I would literally just get out on the road and go from car to car of people parked on the side of the road. Literally, because my life was full. Now Jesus had told me to wait, but God is so important. By, by telling me to wait, it, it caused this in me that I knew there's the will of the Lord. He had another wonderful experience for me. So I received what the Bible calls being filled with the Holy Spirit. But I tell you what, the world changed. All of a sudden, the supernatural 
became the normal. You will never, ever find the supernatural just from following the voice alone. You find you're connected with the supernatural of God by being filled with the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit comes in you. All of a sudden, things are so supernatural. All of a sudden, the things begin to stand out to you that have such great, great meaning. The world becomes totally supernatural. All of a sudden, things begin to stand out like gifts, callings, anointings, empowerments. All of a sudden, these supernatural things that the natural world can't embrace, the world said, all of a sudden, they became so important. And through the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, man, I gained a strength that I'd never known. I gained a power to live for God. I gained a boldness to talk about Jesus. I gained a, a power to do whatever He called me to do. I gained a faith. All of a sudden, through the Holy Spirit, not only did the Holy Spirit come in here, but He brought all these supernatural things with it. And then all of a sudden, you no longer have to chase the voice of the Lord. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in you, they come in you in a, in a massive number of gifts. If you're needing to know what to do, the gift of knowledge is in you. If you're needing to know how to do it, the gift of wisdom comes out of you. If you're needing to be able to discern whether something's right or not, the dis- gift of discernment is in you. You're no longer looking out here. All of a sudden, inside you becomes a blast of explosion to where the, the will of God becomes made known to you from the inside of you. Praise the Lord. But then, moved on to, to the fifth thing. And the fifth thing is, all of a sudden, by gaining the Holy Spirit, then God opened up the door to the Word of God like I never knew. Now, I was already engrossed in the Word. But I had no idea what was going to take place in my life when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, the Word became solidified inside my life to the point to where the things that begin to come absolutes the word absolute became to me absolute truth there's no question if God said it I believe it if the Lord said it was a fact it's a fact I don't see that I don't care what you see honey when you feel the Holy Spirit it opens up eyes inside you and all of a sudden you see what others can't see. And you begin to hear what others can't hear. And you begin to do what others can't do. Non-negotiables. All of a sudden it's not a question. If the word of God condemns it, it's condemned. Truth and lies become so and all of a sudden, the Lord brought me into a place. For the first time in my life, I would say, I'm a word-based individual. Because the Word of God found such place of validity inside our lives. And then I got a sixth experience. Now, it was even close to my other experience. And it was this experience when I began to take God's prayer language and I began to sing in the Spirit. Now, I hadn't heard other people talk about this much, but this was a major game changer to me. 
Just like I can remember where I was when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I can remember where I was when I began to yield to the Holy Spirit. And I began to sing in the Spirit. I was in a place that did not believe in it. (laughs) God knows how to do things funny, doesn't he? I was in a place that didn't believe in it. But for the first time in my life, I became free in the Holy Spirit. To what God had done in me, all of a sudden found a freedom and an expression that's never stopped. I had the funniest thing happen last night. I was here in church. I've been in prayer meeting. Last night, the that was probably the best prayer meeting I've ever been in. It was so strong, so powerful. After the prayer meeting, I was walking from that air conditioner to this one to turn them on. All of a sudden, the dance in the Lord came over me. I danced from that side all across. Man, I tell you what, the Holy Spirit has a freedom. Now, used to, I wouldn't do anything that would embarrass me. There was such a fear of embarrassment that ruled my life. Last night, I danced from there to there. Was anybody in here? No. But let me tell you, God has such a sense of humor. I didn't know it. My phone had FaceTimed call somebody. Didn't know it. Finally, I got over there. And that phone was FaceTiming me all, all, the, all the way. God's got such a sense of humor. But moving in expression of those gifts released my life like I can't tell you how. And then I began to... Well, what singing the Spirit did, it brought me to a new level. All of a sudden, other things began to have great meaning. Strengthening, anointing, edifying, impartation. All of a sudden, all these other things began to... Well, I tell you what. The Holy Spirit wants you to know just how supernatural God is. And if you've had struggle believing in God's supernatural, the Holy Spirit can tend to that in a moment's time. And then the Lord brought me into the season of healing. The Holy Spirit had brought such freedom inside here to where the deep that is in God began to cry out to the deep that is in me. In my life, I'd never looked at it before. The Holy Spirit has such penetrating eyes. Man, such x-ray vision. And he began to reveal brokenness in my life I'd never known before. Unforgiveness, resentments, and bitterness that had me in such bondage. And the wonderful thing about it, the Holy Spirit had done all that good work in my life, but now he brought it to a place where he wanted to work in my life. So this year, we're going to look at inner healing. I tell you what, the greatest freedom I found in my life came when God began to heal a broken heart that had been bruised and broken. But Jesus says that he has anointed 
to heal the broken hearts. And so the next phase came in the process of healing. Now let me cover this last one. Then God brought me into number nine. Not only did God want to heal me, God, for the first time in my life, He wanted to free me. There were strongholds in my life that I'd allowed to be there for years. There's things that held on to me that would not let me experience any more of God. And a stronghold is simply that. A stronghold is put there by the devil himself to keep us. It's like a leash that only lets us go so far and no more. But I can remember the great joy of learning I could fight the devil. And that devil that had me in such bondage and such power with angers and resentments, all of that that he'd held over my life, I found I could fight against it because the Holy Spirit in me, (laughs) the Holy Spirit in me could say, no more devil. (laughs) No more devil. Can you hold me into such bondage? And my journey started then with the journey of fighting back the forces of darkness. The Bible talks about Jesus told us about it. And he calls it the strong man. That what the enemy tries to do is become the strong man in each of our lives. That's attached to a little small leash. And he allows us to experience some things that that don't threaten him. But at the moment that we begin to experience something that's threatening him. He begins to pull back on that leash and that stronghold begins to carry us. And, and we have emotions that we hate. We, we have feelings that we hate. There's things going on inside of us that we hate. But God, by His Holy Spirit, puts the desire in for you to break it. Somebody say, break it. Break it in Jesus' name. Break it in Jesus' name. And you find out biblically... There's a such curses that may attach themselves to our lives. Oh, what it is, it's doors that we open through past hurt. That allowed the devil to come in and put a chain on our life that won't let us go. Oh, my heart loved God. But it wasn't my heart that was in chains. It was a mind that had been wrapped around the enemy's work. That had become such a chain of darkness. And then the last season. The last season is the wonderful season. Because it's the season of ministry. All of a sudden you find out, man, wow. I'm here for something else. I'm here for a greater purpose. And it's enough gusto in the Holy Spirit to cause you to get up every day and love that day because God's going to use you. And all of a sudden your life becomes unctioned. You know, that's what the the, um, King James Version calls it. Unctions. The Bible says we have a holy unction. The King James, holy unction. What the word unction is also the same word as anointing. 
And I find out every day God has a holy unction for me to accomplish for Him. Every day that we live, God has a holy reason. Praise God. Well, I'm going to ask you, let's close with this way. How many of you here can just use a little bit more? I want us to make a commitment that in the next several months that we're going to be walking through these various areas. And we're going to walk through and we're going to find... We're going to find God's original path for us. We're going to find the wonderful path that God had ordained. Does anybody here want any more? I want you to just quickly stand, if that's you. And you say, I know I want more. And Stephen's going to close us in a song. And as we close with this prayer song, I want your heart to say, more of you, Holy Spirit. More of you. So your Holy Spirit may be in your life now as the convictor. He may be there telling you things that you need to come out of. He may be your convincer of things that God wants you in. But then he may be just convincing you. That my power is stronger than the power of the enemy. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Does anybody need to get some things right with the Lord? If you need to get, make some things right with the Lord, Holy Spirit, I want you to come here and join me here real quick. Would you do that? If you're here today and you need to make some things right with God, come on. Come on, the Holy Spirit. We, we yield to Him, and that's what opens up that next doorway for us as we just yield to Him. Yes, Lord, I need to make some things right with You, Lord. I need to, I need to make some things right with God. I just need to make some things right with the Lord. And Lord, I just need to get some things straight so I can go to that next step and go to that next level in You. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord loves us. He embraces us even though we're weak and even those we're in sin. God embraces us to help us to come out of and over things. So let's start off. Let's just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask your forgiveness. Lord, you know what you've called me to. You know the wonderfulness that you have for my life. And so, Lord, I ask your forgiveness. And in the name of Jesus, I receive by faith the forgiveness of the Lord. Lord, I receive by faith the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit to be able to overcome all of these areas of my life. I just want more of you, Jesus. I just want more of you. I want you working in my life, bringing me to that wonderful place of infilling for the glory of God. In Jesus' name. Now let's just rejoice that the Lord's word is so true. Hallelujah. This is our closing prayer. Oh